I think these are great moves, and it kind of gives you the feeling that these are all Rick Hahn moves. He's been in almost every position in the dugout, and including interviewing for different positions. He's interviewed for the Tigers twice, the Royals, the Orioles, and the Giants. There's some talk around the league that this guy is up and coming. He's got the experience. He just hasn't broken through. No one's given him the opportunity yet. And I'm kind of excited that the White Sox are giving him that opportunity. You're going to always have a happy locker room after wins, um, you know, but it is too early to say whether or not this is a sustained cultural change. But Matt Eberflus does deserve credit. He is very consistent in his message. He believes in his sits principle, and he has, you know, made his players believe in it too. Well, I think now being number one in AP pool, we're going to have a big target on the Michigan State Spartans basketball team's back. And I think the past three or four games, we've been playing some lower tier teams. So blowing them out, going up on cupcakes, as they say. But now getting into Big Ten play, we're going to play, you know, the main, the meat of our schedule. So, you know, looking at teams like Maryland, Ohio State, Rutgers, they might not have the best records at the time, but they're going to give us, they're going to give Michigan State, they're all being, you know, the number one seed and they want to have, add that to their resume. So, you know, we always talk about whenever we get asked this question. You know, we say, we say how we love Melissa in the sense that Melissa was somebody that we all knew for years prior. So, you know, it was hard having her leave, but once Leah came, I mean, it was amazing. It was a whole new vibe. And, you know, we're, we're trying to win a championship here, and we know Leah's going to get us there. And we knew how great of a coach she was, how great of a person, how she is. And we knew when she came here that, like, we're going to give her everything we have and we're going to, you know, take this team to a new level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Andy Reid's been a guy who obviously is well-respected, who's had a long, successful career up until this point, and that the one thing he was missing before Sunday was that Super Bowl win. So now he's got it. Shocking. I wouldn't say drafting Io DeSumo takes the Bulls to the next level by any means, but just the fact that he ended up in their lap in the second round, I think was a huge blessing for this franchise and that he's got the chance to develop and be a really important key role player for this team in the future. Uh, wife and kiddos, uh, my oldest is seven and another one's five. And so they're getting to be where they can, you know, kind of put their input or, you know, they, of what city they like. And my wife to be comfortable too with where we're going because she's part of this journey as well. And I am a free agent and I, I haven't decided yet this uh, for this upcoming season. And, you know, it's a little bit, being in the offseason, it's a little bit nerve-wracking to be getting prepared and not having a team, but but it is what it is, you know. I'll just uh, keep enjoying the ride. As long as somebody wants me, I'll, I'll definitely be playing somewhere. Hey, this is Nate Jones, Major League Baseball player. Hey, everyone, it's Luke Stuckmeyer. This is Neil Doyle. Hey, what's going on? This is Mark Grody, the official Chicago Bears sideline reporter from 670 to score, an ISU Redbird alum. Hey everybody, Marcus Grant. Hey, this is Alex Stoner. Hey Redbirds, it's Leah Johnson. This is Mark Shanowski. It's now time. It's now time. It's now time for the fifth quarter sports talk. It's Will's fifth quarter special. And here's your host, Will Farlow. Welcome into the 69th episode of a sports podcast that captures everything you want to know as the buzzer sounds at the end of any sports game. It's Will Farlow here with you on November 1st, 2022, welcoming listeners to the 69th episode of Will's fifth quarter special. I'm your host for the special edition of the fifth quarter sports talk where we talk about the Chicago White Sox. Yes, there is a new manager in town on the south side of Chicago. It's not Ozzie Guillen, 
to those White Sox fans that were thinking about that. It is Pedro Griffel, former bench coach of the Kansas City Royals, the, and they've already named a bench coach. We're going to get into that pretty shortly here. A lot to talk about here with White Sox baseball. You know, we're getting ready for the offseason as we watch the World Series, wondering what players they might go for, and now we can focus on a more positive note that it's not a Jerry Reinsdorf hire, it's a Rick Hahn hire. Will's fifth quarter trivia will not be happening currently on this episode. Tune in to future Will's fifth quarter special episodes for future Will's fifth quarter trivia questions. Now head into the interview portion of the show. We're bringing on Tom Pappas, who's been on Will's fifth quarter special many times before. Does a good job talking White Sox baseball. He's kind enough to join us this evening on Will's fifth quarter special episode 69. We're going to talk about the White Sox hire, how he feels about Griffel as a fit as a White Sox manager, what he could bring to the table compared to what we've had previously as a manager. We're going to talk about the new bench coach. We're also going to get into what other coaching hires the White Sox will make on Griffel's new coaching staff. We're also going to talk about what we hope to see after the World Series. Here is Tom Pappas. Tom Pappas, welcome back to Will's Fifth Quarter Special. It's been a while since you've been on the show and uh, glad to have you back, man. How are things going? Hey, Will. Thanks for having me. Things are going well over here, uh, despite having a disappointing end of the baseball season for us. Yeah, White Sox definitely, I believe, were the most disappointing team in 2022. Now, the season's obviously not over yet. They're still playing the World Series, uh, Phillies, and the Astros. Um, Hearing the name Houston Astros makes White Sox fans cringe. Uh, But I think the manager hire definitely was a surprise today not just when it happened, but who it was. So let's kind of get into that. You know, we've heard the rumors up to this point earlier this afternoon that Ozzy Guillen was being interviewed. We heard Joe Espada. We heard Pedro Griffel. We heard a lot of different names. So when you heard a former Royals bench coach, a derivative rival team of the White Sox, their bench coach would be your new White Sox manager today. What was your thought when you heard that news? To be honest, my first thought, and like many others, my first thought was, who is that? You know who the managers are, but you don't really know who like the bench coaches are unless you're really into you know, the different intricate positions of every team in the division. So I honestly had no idea who uh, he was. So it was interesting taking a look at him uh, who's going to be, you know, driving the ship from now on. Yeah, I mean, a 52-year-old Pedro Griffel, and I read a lot about him, so there were a lot of really good articles out, you know, during the process of who they were talking to. You know, we got to know who who each candidate is, and I like this guy a lot. I mean, I think I was really intrigued by him as a managerial candidate within the last month, to be honest. He... He has a lot of experience. Uh, he was with the Royals organization. Just to update Wilson's core special fans on the new White Sox manager, Pedro Griffel, coming over to Chicago, originally reported earlier this afternoon. He was part of the Kansas City Royals organization for 10 seasons and was in many other coaching roles. So he was part of the 2015 uh, World Series team. He worked under Mike Matheny, a little bit under Ned Yost. And you know, he's someone that's very bilingual. You know, he's very good with Latin players. Uh, they say he's really good in communication, has a good presence in a clubhouse, connects well to players. So um, they said he has knowledge and analytics also. So I like that as well. 
Tom, we did also hear reported a few hours after that a bench coach was riding. So if you, we all remember, as Will's Court Special fans do, as they're here with us here on this episode 69, they wanted some managerial experience in the dugout. You know, post-championship experience. Uh, Griffel does kind of check that box slightly from 2015 when the Royals did go into the postseason, but he doesn't have any managerial experience. So when you heard Charlie Montoyo, uh, former Toronto Blue Jays manager who was fired suddenly uh, within the last two years, is coming to be your bench coach, someone that managed for four, almost five seasons, uh, good management for a good Blue Jays team. Made him look really good under his helm. He's now your new bench coach. How do you feel about that type of hire maybe being a good positive note for a new up-and-coming manager in Pedro Griffel? I think these are great moves, and it kind of gives you the feeling that these are all Rick Hahn moves. Uh, I compiled a short list of, you know, the pros of hiring Pedro uh, Griffel. And one thing that's consistent with uh, Rick Hahn's moves is he's he's hiring and bringing in World Series champions. So like you said, we got World Series champion 2015. And managerial experience, he's been in almost every position in the dugout, um, and including uh, interviewing for different positions. He's interviewed for the Tigers twice, the Royals, the Orioles, and the Giants. So there's some talk around the league that this guy is up and coming. He's got the experience. He just hasn't broken through. No one's given him the opportunity yet. And I'm kind of excited that the White Sox are giving him that opportunity. But bringing in this new bench coach with managerial experience just keeps adding to the locker room, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, I think what intrigues me is just his experience. You know, he was finished fourth in the manager year voting in 2021, third in 2020. Feels like a bit of a steal if you're the White Sox. So we got to get into another question here, Tom. Again, Will Score Special Fans, Tom Pappas joining us here on episode 69. If you're just tuning in to this interview, Pedro Griffel, the former Kansas City Royals bench coach, is your new manager for the Chicago White Sox beginning in the 2023 season this next spring. So Charlie Montoyo, as I mentioned, became the bench coach. We do have two coaches. Now, Tom, this was a coaching staff that under pre-formed under Tony Russo. This, it, it was a dumpster fire, essentially, coaching staff style, I, we could say. The only two positives, from what I could tell, were the pitching and the bullpen coach, Ethan Katz and Kurt Hassler, who are both returning to the White Sox. So when you saw that, how did you feel about, of all the coaching staff behind the manager that were returning from the uh, former Tony Russo coach regime. How do you feel about those two names returning next season? I'm very excited for them to be returning next season. That might have been the only positive throughout the year, despite most of our starting pictures having a down year. Aside from Dylan Cease, who he was just phenomenal to go out there and watch every year. And that shows in their stats where the hitters just were not hitting throughout the entire year. And that was just frustrating from game one until the end of the season is our proven hitters were not 
producing what we know they can produce. And I'm not surprised at all that the only people they brought back were the pitching coaches. Yeah, I, I, I like Ethan Cass a lot. You know, I mean, when they brought him in, they were leaving a 30-year-old, uh, you know, tenure in uh, Don Cooper, and that's really hard for a lot of White Sox fans when they had to see that news. You know, it's never easy in baseball sometimes. You know, it's a business side, so you kind of have to deal with the ups and downs as a fan, you know, in, in an organization. And Ethan Cass, when he came in, he just transformed Dylan Cease. Uh, I think that will continue. He's really done a lot with our young pitchers. Uh, sadly, hasn't done anything with Jose Ruiz. Hopefully, he's not back with the White Sox, um, in my opinion. But uh, he, like like we were, I, we were saying, I agree with you. He did a lot with the pitching staff. Um, I think he's going to continue that. Hassler, he didn't have much to work with in the bullpen, aside from Leon Hendricks, um, Crochet being hurt, who's going to be a starter pretty soon. You didn't have much to choose from in that bullpen. There were a few positives, but you know, aside from Graveman, Hendricks, Foster, there's a lot they need to fix in that bullpen. So why don't we get into that at this point? You know, in terms of uh, before we get to the team a little bit, a roster as a whole, there's still some coaching spots to fill. Um, there's a guy I like a lot in Willie Harris that I think could fit on the White Sox staff. Uh, Kevin Long was a name that was interviewed as a White Sox managerial candidate. Could you maybe see him as a hitting coach and – Somehow they put Willie Harris, you know, talk to the Cubs, maybe bring him in as their uh, first or third base coach uh, on the White Sox side. How would you feel about those uh, possible hires? And if you don't like those, what type of guys would you like to bring in uh, for those type of rules remaining on this coaching staff? I like those kind of hires. Um, the main thing in the back of my head was I really didn't want the manager position to be a person with previous White Sox history. But aside from the managerial position, uh, other bench coaches, hitting coaches, third base coaches, I'm fine with them uh, having prior White Sox history just so you know, they bring back a little passion. Willie Harris was on the World Series team in 2005. It was just bringing some new blood into the organization because that clearly has not been working uh, at the manager position because of Ozzy Guillen toward the end of that stint and Robin Ventura and mo most recent Tony LaRusso. Okay, so there's this really cool website called Sox Machine. Got to give them a shout-out. They do some, as you've read before, really cool off-season stuff. Um, we're not going to do what they do and make their own off-season list, but we're going to predict – um, I, I just thought I'd mention it on the show. It sounded really interesting. Um, you know, reading that stuff that I was researching a little bit earlier for this uh, episode. Are there any players, Tom, that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll call it like drop it and add uh, type thing here. Pick one player to drop off the White Sox, um, you know, DFA in some way. And pick a player you want to add free agency. So I'm going to let you start, and then I'll go after you. What player would you like to uh, have subtracted from the White Sox roster in this offseason? That's a very good question. It's very difficult, too, because you grow attached to these players, but uh, you don't want to 
grow too attached that you got to realize when they're not producing. I would say, I would, I would drop Tim Anderson potentially or um, Yasmani Grandal. We just weren't seeing it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. I think Tim Anderson isn't really your logical choice. He just had some injury, you know, issues like most players. He's obviously the centerpiece of your team, um, you know, like one of those cornerstones. So I think he'll stick around, especially if Abreu uh, is not returning. Uh, so given that Tim's probably going to stick around, what player would you want to add in free agency uh, or by trade? Um, I'm going to give you that option on the add portion on your side. What player do you want to add to the White Sox as a free agent or a trade, if you had to pick one? I'd say if I'm dropping Grandal, that means we need a catcher. And there's a catcher on the north side, Wilson Contreras. He'll be entering free agency this year. Uh, I wouldn't mind having him on there. I like that. Why, uh, you know, I mean, there's why, why would you like to see him specifically um, replace Grandal in that scenario? That sounds definitely very interesting. It's very, you know, having a very solid catcher is crucial to your infield and uh, to your batting. And Wilson's just been stuck on a team that has been in decline since they started selling off their players, and they've been lucky to have them. But he's also like a handful of catchers where they just turn your whole team around. You've seen it with uh, people like Yadier Molina. He's just got the veteran experience, and he's got the bat, and – you know, towards the end of his career, but I think he's still got something that can, you know, light a fire underneath your your dugout. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I do agree with the Grandal choice, so I'm going to go and echo the same thing you said in some way of Yasmani Grandal. Um, I He's a cancer to the White Sox locker room. You know, he didn't try, not enough effort and uh, leadership they were looking for. Uh I think you just DFA him like Keiko. You know, you eat the money, uh, own up to the mistake, and fix catcher position. Uh, I do have a different catcher in mind, but that's for a future episode. In addition, and Tom, you and I have talked during the offseason about White Sox baseball. People that know me have talked, I've talked to about it. You know, I work at ESPN, so we talk about sports stuff, you know, sometimes on the side as well. Um, I, my favorite choice for free agency, Andrew Benintendi. Uh, former Kansas City Royal and New York Yankee, which is why this hire of Pedro Griffo could help the White Sox uh, favor if they do target Benintendi in free agency, which I've heard they probably will. Rick Hahn wanted Benintendi in a original Chris Sale trade. If you will, of course, special fans remember back to 2016 before we acquired Yohan Moncada and Michael Kopech in the trade. Benintendi was a name Rick Hahn really wanted. Um, you know, he's a player that's got really good defense. I like his base running ability very much. He's a very solid hitter, more known for his contact hitting and on-base percentage, uh, good plate discipline, but he's also not a bad power hitter. He's not going to be as pricey as you're, as we're seeing on the board here, courtesy of SpotRec.com, and soon to be coming outfield free agents Aaron Judge, Brantley, 
uh, Will Myers, A.J. Pollock, if he declines the player option, Gallo, Duval, and Kiermaier, along with Hanniger and Fan. So, you know, along with Brandon Nemo, even, a lot of outfielders White Sox could target. Ben Tenney's got to be my favorite. I think if you slide him in with a Luis Robert, and Eloy's going to probably split time, so I say still keep Eloy part-time outfield, part-time DH. You know, so he's still, you know, gives the Sox more options in the outfield. You know, with Col- a young Colas even coming to the right field. So I think a Ben Attendee, sign him to a multi-year deal. You know, whatever the cost will be, he's going to be a guy that can slide in day one and be the type of outfielder the White Sox need, you know, and to change, really change the game. You know, fans thought they were doing that last year. Heck no. They're going to do that, bringing Ben Attendee to this clubhouse. So that's that's going to be my addition pick. Tom, thanks for coming on the show, man, on short notice. Uh, White Sox made a really big move, and we're glad to have you on, and we hope to have you on again soon, buddy. Great. Thanks for having me, Will. Host Will Farlow, host Will Farlow here with you on Episode 69, Will's Fifth Quarter Special Fans. Great interview we just had with Tom Pappas. White Sox fans can – the White Sox fans can look t- as a positive note today. You know, new manager at the helm – now you got to fix the roster. Rick Hahn, nice hire. We'll see what happens with uh, Pedro. I think he brings a lot to the table, as Tom and I just talked about. New coaching staff that's being formed as well. White Sox need to get that roster fixed. I want to see a Yasmani Grandal out the door. I don't care if you have to DFA him for as much money as he's making. It was a mistake you made. You need to rectify it right now. Grandal needs to go. Jose Ruiz needs to go. Josh Harrison needs to go. There needs to be some changes. I mean, trade a Lance Lynn even at this point. You know, get rid of Lance Lynn, Pollock. Get some of that money out of there that you don't need. Uh, Joe Kelly, if you're lucky to get rid of him, uh, I think that would be a good move as well. But that's kind of like some of my takes I gave in the interview there, as you heard. White Sox fans get, it like we said, a positive note today. New manager, not the same old school trend of White Sox hires. They learn from their mistakes, which is good. So we'll continue to cover all things Chicago White Sox baseball early on in their offseason here, as we always do on Wheel's fifth quarter special. Now it's time for the favorite ending of the show everyone enjoys. Now it's time for the favorite ending segment of the show everyone enjoys. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite. Now it's time for the favorite ending segment of the show. It's Will's Sports Movie Moment. We all have our favorite moments, not just in the sports we watch, but in our own favorite sports movies. This segment gives myself, my guest co-hosts, and our listeners at home a chance to pick their favorite moment from their favorite sports movie and compare it to modern day sports. Listeners can now hop into the podcast Facebook and Twitter profiles for a chance to have their sports movie moment favorite posted read on future Will's fifth quarter special episodes. So my choice is going to be baseball related. It's a movie called The Final Season. It's about a high school baseball team in real life in Iowa, and they're forced to hire a new coach, you know, based on uh, a situation. So they hire a coach named Coach Stock. You know, does, Ken Stock does a real good job. He was a former assistant coach under the coach that was let go, Coach Van Sequoy. He brings a lot to the table a lot of people didn't expect. He was an unknown name that was chosen, and he brings a lot more to the table than people expected brings his team together and you know in the final season like the name of the you know thing i can't say if they win or lost so i'm not gonna spoil that right now y'all have to watch the movie but it compares a lot to the white Sox right now you know they went you know from a well-known reading hall of fame manager and tony la similar to this van scoy's credibility in the movie and they go to an unknown name with no management experience 
You know, so those two coaches, I think, really compare hand-in-hand. Hand. Kent Stock brought a lot to his team in high school baseball. Yeah, it's high school baseball. That's still what he did to that team. And I think the White Sox will have that, hopefully, with Pedro Griffel and this newly formed coaching staff. You know, they learn from their mistakes. History's taught them a lesson. They have a really good team here. Still many, many years ahead to contend with them, but don't waste it. Fix this roster. Get rid of the guys like Grandal and other players that aren't helping you like we talked about. So that's my Will Sports Movie Moment choice. Uh, Final Season's a great movie, and um, I'll definitely check it out if you're looking for something to watch. That is all the time we have in Episode 69 of Will's Fifth Quarter Special. We'll continue to cover all things Chicago Bears football in the regular season. We'll cover Chicago Bulls as... uh, uh, they just started the regular season early on so far this fall. We're going to cover all things Chicago Sky in their current offseason as it continues to unfold. We're going to continue to cover a lot coming up here as the World Series winds down. Chicago Cubs and Chicago White Sox offseason baseball coverage every day when something happens from start to finish as usual. We'll also continue to cover all things Illinois State University Redbird Athletics as we always do on our Wheels of Course Specials own Redbird Sports Update episodes. I want to thank our guest Tom Pappas for coming on the show. He's a good friend to Willis with Course Special and to myself. Tom, thanks for coming on the show. We hope to have you on again soon. When the fourth quarter buzzer sounds, you turn to us for your fifth quarter sports talk. I'm your host, Will Farr, along with our guest, Tom Pappas, saying so long from Will's fifth quarter special. To continue to hear your fifth quarter sports talk, you can check out all of Will's fifth quarter specials on our new website at willsfifthquarterspecial.com. Get on in, join the sports conversation, share any opinions or thoughts on all things sports. Head to the Twitter page at William D. Farlow and share it with us with the hashtag Will's Fifth Quarter Special. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter. The fifth quarter never stops here at Will's Fifth Quarter Special.